What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here, Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. We are back in the heart of all things. Of course, that's Clarendon, episode 245 of Pace the Nation. I'm your host, Chris Farley. I've got one co-host with me today across the county. It's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Yeah, Chris, I'm the only one you can count on. <laughs> I know. Me and you have been consistently here every week for five plus years. Yep. Exactly. It's true. I uh, can't even count on my wife to help us out on the podcast. Although, in her defense, we are moving, and she's doing all the shockingly heavy lifting on uh, unpacking. Uh, you, you wouldn't believe how many boxes we've got at the new place. It's unbelievable. They're it's probably unbelievable. all shoes, too. <laughs> they are. We had a moving company uh, come help us, and they they were just completely j- just miffed by the fact of the, how many shoes we had. They, they didn't understand um, what we did or why we had this many, and yeah. Uh, and they probably didn't understand why you were trying to pay them in shoes either. <laughs> That's true. Didn't work out so well. But I, you know what? Uh, you Now that you bring that up, if anybody wants services, if I need services rendered and you're willing to take shoes for them, uh, tweet me at uh, RunPacer or at PaceTheNation. Uh, we can work out a deal. Are, yeah. you, are you an advertiser on this show? I don't, I don't know if <laughs> yeah, I approve I, I of this uh, soliciting. That's a good point. All right. Well, uh, Docs, glad to have you on board. Uh, a big show to get to today. Uh, excited to have race director and running store owner Mark Stickley on the program today. Uh, really excited to have Mark because you know what Mark did last week? He put on an actual road race. Like, not a virtual road race. An actual road race in person, also social distanced. Uh, he, he was uh, following all the guidelines necessary. Uh, he puts on every year the Loudon Street Mile in Winchester, and uh, he put it on su- successfully this past week. Uh, so really excited to talk to him about um, how he did it. And we're hoping to see that, uh, you know, hoping to follow his lead and, and see more road races open up uh, in the near future. So excited to have Mark on the program. Now, I, Docs, Mark is a Virginia Tech grad. Uh, and Julie isn't here, so again, we can go down the UVA wormhole a little bit. So, uh-huh. um, you know, so I, I, I'm not sure how he'll feel about coming on after our great interview with uh, UVA legend Mar- Marcus Hagens. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how he feels following up a, a legend from uh, the University of Virginia. Well, we, we don't know how he'll feel. He probably didn't even know it unless we mention it. <laughs> right? That's a good point. Well, well, we'll talk to him about it. That's a good point. He has no idea. But uh, we'll give him a hard time about it for sure. Well, that's good. That's that's probably a good strategy when... when uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when, a guest uh, who's kind enough guess. to join us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, They've got a great story to tell, but we really would like to indulge ourselves and just right, tease you right. for half an hour. Yeah, can we talk about the Virginia Tech uh, loss in the football last? Uh, I think it's called the Commonwealth Cup football game. Uh, let's, yeah, let's let's yeah, we let's can sp- talk about that as long as he agrees to our rules of not talking about the the twenty previous cups. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, so so we'll see if uh, Mark wants to talk uh, football. Uh, as well. So excited to have Mark on the program. Also on today's show, Docs, uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, debacle that was uh, Garmin Connect's issue they had this past uh, this past month, a few weeks ago. They were uh, a victim of a cyber attack and people could not upload their mileage and share how much mileage they were doing uh, to their social media Garmin Connect accounts. This was a big deal. <laughs> this was a big deal. I, yeah. So we're going to um, dive into that. I, I, I don't know if you put your mileage on Strava or not, um, or you upload your stuff. We can talk about it. I actually I, like would, would love to talk about Like you, you mentioned this story. I have at least 30 things I want to talk about. All right. So we'll in, talk in about regards that. to it. So we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. I don't, uh, I don't also, know how I could focus on anything else until we yeah. get to that story. I, <laughs> 
I know. Mark, uh, hopefully you can uh, come up, you know, hopefully you can focus on the interview with Mark before we get to this great Garmin story <laughs> <laughs> and how we are not able to upload our our, uh, our our data so people give us kudos and love We need that we need, or maybe it's just me. Oh, yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, on a more serious note, Docs, we're going to talk about Tommy Rives, who uh, has gotten oh. cancer. He uh, is a uh, very popular, very talented ultra runner um, who has cancer and is, uh, uh, you know, fighting for his life um, and and really has been uh, the story and and a story of positive and uh, positivity and hope. Um, that uh you know that we need and and that uh that that the running community has kind of rallied behind so we're going to talk about tommy rives uh later on in the program as well um so i wanted to uh you know we'll talk a little uva before we get mark on and in, in the interview from last week um you know we were really excited about it obviously being uh proud uh alumnus of the university of virginia having marcus hagans on the program you know, this, if you're, if you're a regular listener, you know about Kai Shai and, you know, the, the group that we ran with in college, uh, we kind of guilted them or strongly suggested that the rest of Kai Shai listen to our interview with Marcus. Uh, you know, we felt like it was pretty relevant to them. Do, well, I thought they you, would enjoy it. Yeah. I thought they would enjoy it. I thought it was good. I thought everybody, you know, could relate. Uh, yeah. Did, did we get, you know, out of the 12, plus members of Kai Shai. How, how many think actually listened? Only one of them actually oh, texted us with feedback. Yeah, uh, that's terrible. I, I suspect that that by, you know, at the end of the month, there, there will be a handful of them. But, but I think it would be fair to say that, that, you know, come September, you and I will have some vacancies in, in our friendship <laughs> circle uh, that, that we'll need to fill. I could see that. I, I mean, it was it was a very popular interview. You were giving me some stats this week about uh, you know as we sit here and brag about our um, podcast success here. Very popular interview, um, and the fact that we couldn't get all of our crew to listen to it is just very disappointing. Yeah. Very very disappointing. Well, I, I I told them. I mean, we we have like a a text thread, and I I texted everybody the the link, and I yep. said. I said we we've done 245 shows. I don't ask you guys to listen to to these shows, but this is one that I think you guys will enjoy. You know, Absolutely. it was it was, a, it was a soft ask. It was like uh uh it was like I am not showing you guys this every week. I'm not pushing this on you every week. Uh I know that I know that you're not going to enjoy uh most of the Georgetown talk when Julie's on. <laughs> you know, I'm not right. I'm not trying to you know, right. force you guys to look at vacation pictures of my kids here. You know, it's, 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 this is the one time when I'm like, Hey, why don't you guys give this a listen? Yep. All right. We'll, we'll give them another week. I just wanted to highlight that from the top. And well, um, I, I think it's fair that like, if they're listening to this, this particular episode as well, and they haven't checked in on last week's episode, you might want to check in soon before, you know, f the Farleys yeah. update their Christmas card list. <laughs> yeah, we could do that. And there's one thing you don't want to do is get <laughs> off the Farleys Christmas card list. That is a bad I mean, bad there's thing. there's worse consequences if 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 I'm thinking out loud. <laughs> That's probably true. All right. Well, uh, let's transition from uh, the UVA talk to uh, Virginia Tech grad. Uh, excited to have Mark Stickley on, he uh, conducted a road race, an in-person road race last week, the Loudoun Street Mile, very successfully. Uh, he's the owner of Runner's Retreat. It's Mark Stickley. He's joining us next here on Pace the Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs, joining us on the Random Row Brewing Hotline. We've got the owner of Runner's Retreat. He put on the Loudon Street Mile a couple weeks ago, or last week. It's Mark Stickley. Mark, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on today. Hey, man. I appreciate hey, it. Thanks for, thanks, for thanks for joining us. I appreciate uh, you joining us on short notice. Um, Charlie connected us. Charlie does a lot of work for Pace the Nation, connects us with great guests like yourself. And I, I guess when we 
communicated over email, um, you said uh, you'd be helping out on the farm for a bit tomorrow. This is foreign to me as I live here right right outside of D.C. You're in Winchester, right? The farm? Talk to me about what you're doing right now. (laughs) Well, about an hour ago, I was chasing a daggone cow through the pasture field. That got out of control. Um, My my parents have a farm in Strasburg. I grew up on the farm in Strasburg. I actually went to Virginia Tech to study agricultural engineering. Um, Mm -hmm. Virginia Tech is an agricultural school or started out that way. And I went in agricultural engineering. Uh, that's what my degree is in. Uh, I'm not really using it much at a running store, but uh, <laughs> I worked for about 12 years as an engineer. But I'm having a lot more fun at a running store. And, you know, I ran at Virginia Tech and everything, yep. so uh, tech was really good to me. Um, but uh, my parents still have the farm. My dad's getting a little too uh, too old to, to run it, so I was trying to help. Right now, just help mow. We were doing making some hay earlier this year, and uh, it's hard to juggle it. But you know, with the store and with uh, summer running for cross country, and I had the race to, to put on yep. and all. But uh, keeps uh, I have a lot of different things going on. Let's well, yeah. so I'm guessing that uh, you know the expression "the hay's in the barn." That actually means something to you. Oh, it absolutely means something to me. And that's, I use that in cross country all the time, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, we, we got the hay in the barn, so to speak, you know, back in June when we were making hay or something, my dad makes some hay. Um, and yeah, I use that expression in my cross country team a lot. So I still have a lot of farm slash country uh, um, jargon. or yeah. <laughs> jargon that I'll use. Absolutely. Yeah. I know Chris has heard that in his cross country career, a, a million times. I bet he doesn't understand it like you understand it. I, I, I now do. This is uh, <laughs> it gives me some context. Uh, the hay's in the barn. That means the work is done. And, right. you know, it's just like with cross country. The work is done, and now it's time to race. You can't go out there and uh, do more work when you need to be resting. So, Well, well um, Mark is, is the cross country coach at Hanley High School, uh, but you mentioned Virginia Tech. I wanted to touch on Virginia Tech. Before you came on, Docs and I were talking about uh, – our fantastic guest last week, Marcus Higgins, uh, former Virginia quarterback who's turned into a, a quite a quite a distance runner, running a marathon on his own. Um, now, Mark is a Virginia Tech. Is this true? Hall of Famer? Is that true? That's correct. Wow, that is correct. Yeah, that that is awesome. Um, and I, I think uh, I think I still I have the. Uh, oldest school record um in the books of uh, the oldest record of an event that is currently being run okay the, and that's the ten thousand meters and uh, the new coach well the the coach is there now cyanella um i'm sorry if i mispronounced his name yeah but um he uh has coached every men's record has been broken under him except for mine nice. uh, yeah so uh, of course it might help that i've you know i've threatened to break the kneecaps of anybody that breaks my record but you know that i don't know if that had anything to do with it <laughs> All right, well, we're not going to hold the, the Virginia Tech thing against you. Um, but I, I, I want to make sure that you caught the Virginia-Virginia Tech game this past year football game. Did you? Did they play last year? Yeah. I don't remember. I, I don't think they played last year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the year before that yeah. when they should have lost or, that one. <laughs> or probably the, the 15 years prior. We talked the 15 to, years yeah, prior. Yeah, we talked and, to And I remember, I remember the, when that streak started the year before, they should have won. So it should have been like a 20-year streak. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Would have, should have, could have. There right. you go. <laughs> well, I'll say this, Docs. Mark, um, Mark's a, a couple years older than us, a few years older than us. But I do remember Mark. I mean, he, he, great runner, uh, two seventeen marathon or uh, you know one oh two half marathon. So also had a, a quite a career after Virginia Tech on the road racing scene. Mark's a couple years older than me. I remember him kicking my butt in road races because you used to come to DC and run some road races. You know, maybe you still do. I don't race much anymore, but uh, I, I did come up there for a while. Um, you know, I, I moved to Boulder for a while and trained out there, uh, came back, and I did you know do some races around uh, D.C. And, and wherever and tried to extend my career as long as I could. Um, you know, had fun with it, so um, it was uh, – it was some, I had some good opportunities and some, some really great experiences. Yeah. And, 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 you know, obviously being a star runner, and then you said you, you, you were uh, doing some engineering, but then decided to open up Runner's Retreat there in Winchester. Uh, how long have you had the store? 18 years. I, I just passed 18 uh, in June. And, uh, yeah, when I moved to Boulder after college, I, I graduated with a degree in engineering, but I went to Boulder just to run and really didn't even pursue a job in engineering at hmm. that time. 
ended up working in a running store and realized, hey, there's a lot to this <laughs> and really, really enjoyed it. Um, the store got so I had a great boss, but then when she sold the store, uh, I didn't like the new ownership. And then I thought, eh, it's time to move back home. And then I got an engineering job. But after a few years in that and the company I was working for, things were looking a little bit kind of bleak. And so I thought, you know, our area needs a running store. I'm just going to do it. So nice. I, I opened the store and, um, I, I can't believe it's been 18 years. I mean, it's, it's really shocking. Um, you know, but, uh, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. That's I've a really great, that's it. a great, great, really great run. Uh, pun, pun intended there. Um, but yeah, you, uh, you know, you like everybody right now, it's been a challenge, I'm sure. So how has it been for you in Winchester with all that's going on with COVID-19? It was definitely rough. I mean, March was looking like my best March ever. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you know, March and running stores are big months anyway. Yep. And we were, we were just, we were off to the races mm. and then everything, you know, uh, broke down and, and it just went bad. So March and April were pretty lean. Now I was not forced to close. And okay. quite frankly, I had no intention of closing. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be there. I've got bills to pay, you know, somehow. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I even tried closing one day a week just because I had to cut staff hours and yeah. And uh, I didn't cut any of my staff, but I had to cut their hours pretty drastically, unfortunately. But um, I closed one day a week. And those days, people would just walk in and I'd have some busier days on the days I was closing. Wow. When I was open, you know, but I mean, I was still down a lot in sure. April and that was really pretty, um, pretty miserable. Yeah. But uh, March came, uh, I mean, May came in and May was really solid. I mean, I was very pleased. We were up just a little bit over last May. June we were up a lot, and July we've been up a pretty good. We were up a pretty good amount in July too. So I stayed open through it all, weathered the storm. Um, you know, really, really happy. I had to make some tough decisions. Sure. Though. I mean, cutting staff hours, cutting inventory, slashing orders. You know, pushing out invoices. I mean, it it was tough. And uh, but I feel like. Um, you know, I got through it, and you know, knock on wood, I'm yeah, you know, and, and we went through it stronger. For uh, it. Absolutely, and I I feel like we as an industry can be stronger after this. Uh, you know, we went through it here, at Pacers, same same deal. We had to close our doors for for a while, but uh, one thing that's probably consistent with DC and Winchester is that people are running, right? I mean, people in your community, there are runners, new runners, people. old runners, people are running. It's crazy how many people are out there running. Um, and I kind of want a side note. I, I, I usually do a radio, um, drop in a bunch of radio ads around August to get ready for cross country season. Mm -hmm. Well, with cross country not happening, you know, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> well, I, I came up with a pretty good ad because I, I watched somebody run down past my store. We're on a walking mall. It's a lot like the one in Charlottesville. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a great place to have people try out shoes. I'm out there watching a customer and he's, this kid runs by. He's Well, not a kid, but I guess he's like in his 20s or something. He's wearing Chuck Taylors. And I'm like, I just want to grab him. I'm like, no, no, stop. So I, I did a little radio spot that says, you know, hey, we saw you out there. You know, we saw you running in your Chuck Taylors. You probably, you know, didn't have anything else. We're wondering, did you get out there the next day or were you hurting too much? <laughs> right. And then you said, running's not for me. It's like, look, come see us. You know, we'll help you out we can get you back there the second day of running right you know i think people just grabbed whatever they had in their closet and went for a run i saw some terrible footwear i was like no please come see us you know yeah we can i mean, make it less we can make it less painful less miserable <laughs> i mean yeah because there were new runners who just all they had was chuck taylor's who probably were people who went to the gym or did other activities and said hey let me try this running thing and i i think as long term that's going to be good for our industry It'll be good for the industry, but they have to understand that the running shoes are serve a purpose. Yep. And, you know, you don't have to be in pain with shin splints or, you know, everything, everything hurts. I mean, I, I can't imagine running in Chuck Taylor personally, <laughs> but, but, you know, um, yeah, hopefully they'll understand that, Hey, you know what, maybe I need to invest in a running shoe. Um, and not just say, Hey, running hurts too much. No, it doesn't have to hurt. <laughs> it really doesn't. So, nope. um, anyway, you know, but, uh, hopefully they'll, it is nice to see all those people out there. Um, you know, and thank goodness I'm a running store and not a bike shop. I heard, you know, they sold out all their bikes. So they were right. making hay, pardon the pun, making yeah. hay back in April. But now they don't have any more they hay to make. Because <laughs> no more, yeah. no more bikes to sell. <laughs> so we're, we're, so. Jo we're joined by Mark Stickley here on the Random Road Brewing Hotline. Uh, he is of Runner's Retreat. Uh, that's his store. He also puts on road races, including the Loudon Street Mile. And I want to transition to talk to you about the Loudon Street Mile, Mark. 
Um, awesome work getting the race in, an in-person race. You know, there's been a lot of virtual stuff, but how great was it to have an actual in-person race for you you guys happening there uh, in Winchester? It was awesome. I mean, I just, I, I never wanted to go the virtual route. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, but in some ways it's a cop-out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, my race date is Memorial Day. We moved it to Memorial Day about 10 or 12 years ago, and it's a fantastic date to have a one-mile road race because you get you get those good kids that are coming off high school track and, and – uh, and they're in good shape, but maybe not quite good enough to get the state. Well, they're ready to rock and roll. You know, they mm-hmm. want to run a mile. You know, and you got kids that are, or you got adults that are, they've been racing all spring. Hey, let's mix it up. Let's try something different. Well, when everything hit, I really, I did not consider canceling the race. It really wasn't, to me, it was not an option. I'm going to have this race by hook or crook. I want to have it. I was bound and determined to have it. So I'm going to move it out to the end of July. I'll move it two months. By then, things should be loosened up. I wanted to get it in before cross country on the, you know, obviously on the hope that cross country would, would occur. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, obviously that's kind of been, uh, wrinkles been thrown into that. But I felt like moving it out that late, well, I'd have a little more wiggle room to be able to actually have this race. Now, of course, a lot of things kind of went bad. First of all, everybody's business suffered. So I lost sponsors. And, yep. um, you know, that was really hard. I mean, you know, I was just starting to collect money and, and start asking for people for money, but it's kind of embarrassing. And it's right. like, well, you can't go to someone and say, hey, how about ponying up some money for my race uh, when they can't even, you Do know, business. keep their lights on, yeah, you know? So right. um, so that was one caveat that was a real bummer. Uh, fortunately, our running club, um, we have we make a lot of money with our, our winter series races. Mm-hmm. They're well attended. They're very low easy on the budget right um but there's so many people and there's just a no frills race so our running club is in pretty good shape and and we pretty much decided that we're going to be able to give our benefactor which is the uh, laurel center in winchester it's a uh, women's uh, shelter for abused women um we want to give them at least what we gave them last year and um you know we could take that out of the club coffers or you know and, wow. and just make it work so you were able so to do we, that Wow. Well, that's that's the plan. Yeah, we wanted to do that because I, I, you know, the trickle down effect of the economy of everything shutting down is that you don't have races, yep. and when you don't have races, the charities suffer because most races are for a charity. Yep. I mean, well, at least around here, most of them are for charity. So we didn't want them to have to pay the price. But I, I was just determined to have this race, and after it kind of became clear that you know we're going to have new rules to follow. I felt like um, I thought, let's see, what can I change on my race? Now, um, you know, first of all, I'll say that I took over the Loud Street Mile when I opened the running store because my running store is about about 100 yards from the finish line of the Loud Street Mile, which was an established race in Winchester. Mm-hmm. Um, it's grown to about 500 people per year. Uh, we have a lot of non-time people in the walking fitness walk and, uh, and the kids type track, but it's been around 500 for the past four or five years, which is really great. Um, but, uh, so it's really grown a lot and it's a natural fit for my store, but I set it up in the past to be a very family friendly event. So the idea was that women's race would go first, then the girls race and the boys race and then the men's race. And the idea is the whole family could go to the starting line and one by one, they all work their way to the finish. And, you know, so the kids always have a parent with them on either side. Um, so that was the intent was well, already set up with a kind of a natural you know, series distance. of waves. Yeah. Of well, waves, yeah. yeah. But I, I changed it this time. I'm like, well, you know what? The idea was to have the families all run different races. Now I want the families to be able to run together. Right. Because um, they're, quarant- so what, yeah, because the idea that they can exactly. be together, quarantined together. And so those, they can be in exactly. packs. Gotcha. Yes. But on the other hand, I didn't want to take away from the competitive aspect of it because we were hosting the RRCA championships for the state championships and the CRA, the Collegiate Running Association Championships. So I wanted, obviously, I need to have a competitive field. So we, I, I called in all my volunteers at about a month early, and I said, let us let me talk. Here's what my thoughts are. If we put in maximum wave of about 50 people per wave, okay, and and then let's get all the fast men first. You know, I, I usually kind of save that for last because the way the race works, you know, people collect at the finish line, 
and then they cheer on the finishers. Well, it's exciting. You're like running through this tunnel. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's exactly what we don't want. Right. Not this year. So we put the fast men first. And then basically I said, you run, you hit the finish line. Thanks for coming. See you next year. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. No, no awards. Um, No, no, no hanging out. No food. No awards. No food. No random prizes. No nothing. And now you're down there saying, please, thanks for coming. Uh, See you next year. Keep moving. Keep moving. Now, some people hung around. I get that. But it was not nearly like it was in in previous years. Right. But, you know, unfortunately, but it, it worked out really well. Um. The other thing was, um, you know, with the wave start, we, of course, we had a mat at the starting line, and uh, we decided to go on 10-minute increments. But we, we could have changed that up. And I, I have to say, I was a little disappointed. I had about 250 register. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of – there are a number of factors at play. First of all, you're hitting a lot of people in their vacations, okay? Right, on they July finally 25th. Got a chance, yep, for sure. Yeah, yep. you, finally got a, you finally got a chance to go on vacation – I'm going, you know, I haven't been able to get out of the house for six months or whatever. I want to go. So we have that. Well, then you got the issue of, you know, people, especially adults, I think are a little, always a little leery of a one mile road race. They always harken back to high schools. Like, well, I got to do, I got to be fast. I got to do speed work. Well, yes, you don't want to pull something, but you, you want to be kind of prepared for it. So I think there's a intimidation factor with the mile for, mm-hmm. for older runners and that's always there. I think it's a little worse when you haven't raced for a long time. Your first race out is going to be a mile. Okay. Uh, you know, as well as I do, every runner out there would prefer to run a 5K over anything else. Right. Um, you know, given a choice between a mile or a 5K or even a 10K, they're going to go 5K every time <laughs> or 99% of the time. So a mile is a bit of a stretch. You know, you're also getting those kids that now they haven't done the speed work. So do they really want to try a mile? Um, so I think there were a lot of, then there were the people that were just afraid to come out because it was an in-person race. Right. So I think there were a number of factors that I put on the website. It's like, look, if you are worried about COVID, if you're concerned about um, being in a setting where you could maybe run across, you know, maybe be in a compromised position, or if you feel uncomfortable or if you have uh, underlying health concerns, please don't come. Right. I mean, please don't come. Um, and but you know, and I'll be happy to refund the money. So I did have to do a lot of refunds, unfortunately. But uh, I, I was just determined that I wanted to have the race for the people that wanted to come out there. I mean, you yeah. know, and don't punish everybody because a few people don't want to come out. And I get it; a lot of people maybe didn't come because of COVID. What? That's fine. But it doesn't mean we have to cancel the race. I didn't think we had to cancel. So, so you had reason. so you had about two hundred fifty participants. This was down half of what you normally would have. Correct. Um, yeah. You know, did, did you feel like there was more interest than that, or was that where you were limited by uh, the, the Winchester or whoever your jurisdiction that you're, I, you're racing? I, in? I think a lot of people were skeptical. Yeah. One, they didn't know how it was going to go. Two, they were nervous about anything in public. Yep. And three, you know, it could have been a vacation. Sure. Four, it could have been, you know, hey, I don't want to do a mile in the middle of the summer when I haven't raced anything. Yeah. So I think there were a number of no. issues. I was a little surprised there weren't more. I thought it was going to, right up until the last week, I kept waiting for this big blitz of people, and it never happened. It didn't happen. Cause, okay. Yeah, because usually I have, you know, gosh, I'll have 50 so people sign up on race day. I, I did not have race day registration, by the way. So that might've hurt me a little bit, but I felt like I didn't know how long it would take to get people registered. Well, I didn't want to spend time handing out money, uh, handing money or handling numbers yeah. and stuff. I just wanted to hand it to them and see ya. And Go, limit the know? contact. I think that, yeah. So, so you had yes. 250, that's pretty darn good. I mean, you know, and, and, and probably pretty safe. Um, you did them in, in, and I'm just recapping kind of what you were talking about here. You did them in 10 minute increments. Is that what you did? Correct. Minute? And I then did uh, 50, 50 people or so in the waves. So you're talking yes. four or five waves. If I, I had math, five waves. Five, okay. Yep. Five waves. Yep. That yep. UVA math coming in there. Good. Uh, yeah, 50, people, <laughs> 50 people times five. So you did the, yeah. the, the elites first. And then you you did families together after I, after that. Yeah, I did the fast. Well, I, it kind of was fast men. Yeah. 
and then the fast women. Okay. And then the next heat was pretty much the second wave of fast men is pretty much what it amounted to. And then after that, it was more of the families and trying to keep people together. So, so what, what has so, the, the, the response been from, you know, the, I'm sure you've gotten feedback uh, now that we're a couple weeks from, from the event. Uh, response from the runners for who, who ran an in-person race. Yeah, everything I heard has been positive. I mean, I'm sure there were people that were disappointed in one way, shape, or form, but yeah. everything I've heard has been very positive. They're so thankful to have the race. Uh, they were appreciative of the way I did it. I really appreciated the women's winner. Now, here's the sad part. I didn't get to talk to sure. the kids that won the race. I didn't get to see them afterwards, you know? I had to mail their check. I had to, well, I would have done that anyway, but I mailed their awards. I never get to shake, didn't get to shake their hands and say, thanks for coming. But Amy Cashin, who won the race, she had a really nice interview with Steve Taylor, and she said that she read through my description of how I was going to handle the race, and she felt very comfortable coming here and stepping out of her you know, bubble, if you will, and running this race. And, and that spoke volumes, that she felt like yeah. that she felt like it was going to be a safe event, and I felt like I did everything I could. And basically what I've told everybody is, like, you give me a set of parameters – and I will make it happen within those parameters. Tell me what the parameters are. I'll make it work. I just need to know what the parameters are. And the parameters were 50 people, and you can't have more than 250 congregate. Okay, mm -hmm. no awards, no food, no nothing like get that. Get people out of Fit, there as they finish. Yeah, yeah move and them get on. them out. Yeah. Move them through the finish line. So here's the other thing that at the last minute I got a phone call. Uh, the city manager was great. She was supportive of my race the police department was very supportive everybody was fantastic i i got a heads up that there was somebody in the health department kind of a higher up that was really concerned about the start and, and, he, and so sure enough he contacted me how are you going to do the start because you're going to have everybody crowded in on top of each other how are you going to do that well i kind of came up with a last minute solution which i think was i, I was really proud of myself i gotta <laughs> say um but i said all right here's what we'll do We'll keep everybody's space six feet apart. Mm -hmm. And so what I did is at the starting line, I had my regular start, and I went up there with a, with a pole that was six feet long, and I drew little plus signs on the, uh, in a grid fashion behind the starting line. Hmm. And basically when we called that wave up, it's like stand on a plus sign. Hmm. Now you're six feet apart. And then when the like three minutes to go, I gave race instructions. I said, all right, if you're running for the money, if you think you're going to be in the top five, top ten, you come on up to the front line. We're going to crowd you in at the last second, and then you're going to go. Everybody else, you're on chip time. Yep. It does not matter when you cross that mat. You're going to your age group awards are based on your chip time. And you know everybody was so relaxed at the finish, at the start. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about your typical road race, and everybody's crowded in to get to that front line. You know, they all want to be on the front line. And everybody seems so relaxed, especially in those first two heats, because you've got more experienced runners up there that have been around the block a few times. They've run a lot of races, and they, they understood it. They got it. And they waited back there patiently, the top 10 or so, top 12. They were up on the front line, and we had them up there for about 30 seconds and countdown, fired the gun, and off they went. And, I mean, it was a thing of beauty. I really liked that's, the way the that's start really awesome. Out. So you had the health inspectors there. Did, did you know if the health inspector was there that day? Were I they, like, taking notes? I did, or, yeah. No, okay. I, I didn't know okay. if they were going to be there. Sure. But on a side note, a couple years ago, the health, the health inspector came out and cracked down on me because of the way we were giving out food. And this was before anything happened. Sure. We were giving out, you know, sweaty runners are hanging out over the food. He's calling me up in the middle of the race. It's like, okay, sorry, I screwed up here. I'll fix it next time. But I got a race to run. We're counting down. They're going to be going here in about three minutes. Thanks. <laughs> you know, we'll take care of it. Um, so I was worried that they were going to be back. But I think I think he'd have been very pleased if he'd have seen the way that start That's awesome. went. That's really cool, so, man. That, that yeah, is and, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on – I mean, that is very, very, very cool. That, the other thing I did prior to that, just so you know, yeah. is that we had I, I had little um, sections for each wave to kind of be stationed at. Like I had an A painted on the thing. I had a little rope across the road. So the A wave was kind of in their spot. Now, most people are out running stride outs and stuff. I get that. But they were kind of sequestered. The B wave was further down, the C wave further down, blah, blah, blah. And then as we ran, I uh, got 
you know, move one race up to the starting line, then the next way they'd move forward. But they kind of stayed in their own area, and there's a lot of space in each area for those waves to warm up and kind of stay apart from each other. Mm -hmm. they, there was never a spot where you felt like they were just crowding on top of each other. That's awesome, man. I mean, you can look at it and say, well, it's only 250 people. Actually, sure. it was less than 250 because I, I had a number of no-shows, unfortunately. Sure. But, yeah, um, you had 193 finishers. Um, you had yeah, th 38, then, people, then we, 38 people under five minutes, so a fast <laughs> group there, too, which was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, your winner yeah, was? Yeah, it's usually, I think it was, last year was about 50 people under five under minutes. Five, yep. Yeah, and about so, right around 50 under seven. You know, we had the untimed fitness walk and we had the little kids tot trot neither one was super well attended but you know it was it bumped us up to about 210 finishers awesome. altogether but I, I i liked the way it went and i think that if people had a better feeling for it they would be very comfortable coming to a race like that and i don't see why it could translate to a 5k 10k sure. anything so you uh, could do that same concept. So, so let, let me ask you this. So was there any negative uh, that sound like the runners had, and you had great positive feedback from the runners, any negative feedback from any County or, or officials or health inspector or, or, or any fallout? I did not hear anything. It's great, man. Wow. I, I could tell you one thing after the finish line. I, I'd actually never met the lady that's now in charge of the uh, Laurel Center, our benefactor. Mm -hmm. And she, I think she thought Steve Taylor was me. So she came, Steve <laughs> said she came up to him and she had tears in her eyes. She was so happy we were doing this because their fundraiser is down like 56% this sure. year. And she found me and she was so appreciative. Uh, I did. I personally did not hear any negative feedback. It doesn't mean that somebody didn't have sure. a bad experience yeah. somewhere. You know how that goes. But everything I heard was very positive. Um, I was really pleased with the way it went. I was just so happy. And, That's awesome. And like I said, I, I wanted to have that race. I was not going to be denied the chance to run awesome. that race. I yeah. really wanted to do it. So, so you so, successfully completed it, Mark. Uh, you, you've got a series of fall races. Um so does this give you confidence that you can, because everything is up in the air right now, you know, I mean, all races are being canceled left and right. Does this give you confidence that you can do some stuff in the fall? It does. I mean, uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm going to be I'm knee deep in cross country, even sure. though there's no season. So, you know, it's, I have the same mentality with cross country as I did with Loud Street Mile, as I did when I was a walk on at Virginia Tech, I'm going to make this team. <laughs> And you can't stop me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a cross-country season, and you can't stop me. So we're doing a club team sport for cross-country. We're going to put on some races because these kids need to strap on the spikes and get out there and race because mm -hmm. they haven't raced since February. Yeah. If then, you know? Yeah. It's like we're going to have it. Just like my race, I'm going to have this race. If you don't want to come, don't come. That's fine. But I'm going to have this right. race. Again, give me give me the parameters, and I'll work within those parameters. And, and it's just uh, I was determined to have the race. I'm determined to have a cross-country season for these kids and and give them that opportunity to get out there and race. And we'll, you know, we'll abide by any guidelines that they give us, um, yeah. and, and we'll make it happen. So, um, you know, I'm excited about planning those races for these kids and having a season. It's kind of a makeshift season, but there's enough of us out there that are bound and determined to make it happen, and there's going to be some kind of season. That's and awesome. I just, I'd like to see more of these races take place. It's yeah. like, your typical 5K, I, I get Marine Corps. That's a sure. nightmare. Right. You right. know, I understand Chicago and New York. Yeah. I, that's, wow, there's too many people. But your typical race with a 1,000 people, why can't you do a wave start, two-minute increments or five-minute increments? Boom, 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 boom. Just just go. Have a mat at the start and get them going. Well, um, you, you set the so. uh, you set a really good example and a good precedent. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm with you. I'm hoping that we can do – do something this fall. Um, I think, um, our running community needs it. Our kids definitely need it. I'm with you. We'd love to see them lace on. I'm, I'm worried about the kids who are going to be, you know, doing these virtual learning and then, you know, they're going to be virtual just, running. Yeah. And, and then not yeah. doing the running. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's really yeah. a concern. And, and these are, it, it these are you know, these kids are developing these habits right now. And we're not talking about the best kids. The fast kids will probably continue to run. But some of these kids who are, you know, the JV kids or whoever, I mean, we need them to be, be outside and be active. So I'm hopeful you can do something as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, by being able to put on Loud Street Mile was, um, I feel like I was able to show that this can be done. You know, again, there are parameters out there. Yep. Work within those parameters and make it happen. And I, 
I just didn't want to roll over and say, oh, I'll do a virtual mile. To me, a virtual race is not a race. It's a time <laughs> trial. Right. I mean, I'm sorry. Yep. It's just a time trial. Yep. And I could do that any day. <laughs> yep. You know? Well, so, well um, you, you, you pulled it off, man, uh, safely. Most importantly, it was a safe event. You, you uh, followed all the parameters. It sounded like every, everybody had a great time. Um, thanks. Can, so, hey, can, I, yeah. can, I, can I add one other yeah, thing? Absolutely. And, and I sent a follow-up email to all the participants, and I just threw it out there. I was like, look, if you got a second, please send a thank you note to the city of Winchester, absolutely. the city manager, the mayor, the police department for letting this happen, for giving us this opportunity, and for making it a nice, safe event where everybody was uh, able to compete and have fun. And I tell you, a number of people did that. And I think that speaks volumes. And, and the running community needs to do remember those steps too to to say thank you yep. to the people that are making things like this happen. I mean, so. I, I think that I think the running community now realizes more than ever uh, how important you know these 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 group uh, the, these races and and how you know the the people who put them on. I, I just don't think they're taking them for granted as much as they did in the past. So I think those that's a smart thing to do is to to thank them, positively reinforce these uh, jurisdictions and these. You know the city manager, the gov- you know the, whoever the government official is who is putting it on. I think it's important to reinforce that they're doing a good thing by helping us uh, put these things on Ab- safely. Absolutely, safely. yes, absolutely. Yeah. They need to get some positive feedback, and uh, you know it's you know I, I'm I'm really glad they they let me do this, and uh, yeah. it's been it's it was great. I yeah, was very awesome, happy. Man. I'm I'm relieved it's over with. Let me tell you, it was pretty <laughs> stressful those last I few bet. weeks. I, <laughs> I got that phone call from the city with two days to go. I thought they are not going to pull the plug now. I hope. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I thought sure that was the uh, the hammer coming down. I'm like, no. <laughs> but but you got you got it. In. You said that you were looking to put on like a, a fall cross country circuit, and and you're willing to uh, do this under any of the parameters. Who who's giving you safety parameters and 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 what kind of parameters or what kind of expectations or if they don't give them to you, is this just something that you guys are coming up with on your own? Well, what we're doing now, I mean, the Virginia High School League has a certain set of parameters, and somehow they came out last week and said, "Oh, all runners have to be ten feet apart." I'm mm-hmm. like, that makes no sense to me. But okay, I get it. You have to be in positive ten. Or now they're going to increase it to positive 15, whatever. So we've been doing that with our summer running. But now as we transition to a club sport, now we're going to go through the Parks and Rec Department. So, you know, they still have to kind of follow the guidelines that the state has for whatever phase three is going on. Like, you probably can't have more than 50 people in a race. Okay? I, I mean, and I, I'm not making anything up. I'm going to defer to what the Frederick County Parks and Rec um what they know that they have to follow, which I assume 50 people per race. So in my mind, that's seven teams of seven, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you do it in a wave start, boom, you could have, you know, your top seven, your second seven, third seven, maybe they all go like five minutes apart. So that's the one parameter that jumps to mind right away. Um, The social distancing thing, I think Virginia High School League has gone overboard with the 10 feet. I don't know where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Nothing I've ever heard of talks about 10 feet. It's always been six. Um, now, what's the Parks and Rec Department going to say? Is it still 10 or is it going to be something different? And what are they following? So I'm going to defer to their guidelines, you know, and as far as like, can I take my kids on an overnight trip? Okay. Um, you know, or, or what? You know, we can't use a school bus, but, you know, parents can take kids. So I guess the first thing is, what are the meets going to look like? And my gut feeling is maximum team size of seven. And so, and so Mark, the, you, you would be falling. So this would be outside of the, the Virginia High School League. So you would be under a club uh, That's a correct. format that, that would have That's different. Gotcha. So these kids wouldn't necessarily be competing for their high schools this fall. They would be competing That's for their correct. club. Got it. And correct. In fact, my uh, athletic director insisted that we get somebody that's not at Hanley uh, on our team. Got it. And I said, well, I've got at least one middle school kid, and now we're reaching out to homeschool kids. And, sure. And, you know, if somebody in West Virginia wants to join my team, hey, great. Come Good. on down. Right. You know, but, but then on the other hand, you're going to have kids that would be running cross country that won't because, ah, it's a club thing. I'd rather do club soccer. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. And, you know, and that's where I have a real problem. Like, 
travel volleyball and travel soccer, they're fine. They could do whatever they want. They could play. They could do this. They could do that. But the Virginia High School League has listed soccer as a high-risk sport that you can't do it at all. Right. And they they won't let the volleyball teams even pick up a volleyball. Okay? But travel teams are out there playing games. So where's the consistency? Who's making all these rules? It, it doesn't make any sense. So if we get in the club thing, I think the rules will be relaxed. Again, I'm not trying to break any rules, but I think they're going to be more relaxed than they are at the Virginia High School League. I think the Virginia High School League has gone a little bit above and beyond what the state has published. So well, now it, I, I did. It's probably a liability issue. But yeah, I'm sure they're looking at it from a liability standpoint. But, you know, is it safe to touch a volleyball or is it not safe to touch a volleyball? Right. I mean, that's the question I have. Or, or is, is soccer really high risk? Yes. Or is it not high risk? Because you got kids playing, but then schools can't. So <laughs> a lot of inconsistencies. And, and so yeah. and there is. There's no real consistency anywhere. So um, anyway, uh, we're going to go with the the best information that we have. I think Virginia High School League just took everything that the state says and put another layer on top mm -hmm. of it. Whereas the clubs are like, hey, we're going to play. We're going to run. We're going to race. You know, yep. let's get out there and get after. So, again, we're not trying to do anything illegal. We're, we're going to go by what we know is our, our best guidelines. And, and in, in the end, it comes down to are the kids feel – do the kids feel comfortable and do the parents feel comfortable letting the kids be out there? Yep. And if the answer is no, then they don't need to come out. Yep. So uh, – and they shouldn't come out. That's fine, you know. Um, you know, by the way, we're like taking temperatures and asking all the questions before every practice, you know, with some of following all those and, guidelines. Good. Yeah. All those guidelines. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, it's a little bit of a headache, but you know, we're making it work again. Give me the parameters. I'll make it work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mark. We well, uh, we're going to let you get back to, so what's next on the farm? So you did some grass mowing. Uh, well, I, yeah. I was mostly getting ready to mow some grass. Okay. I, was, I was hooking up the tractor to the brush hog and changing equipment around i had to chase that cow around the field for a little bit and wow. i'm a little tired from that so you know we'll um yeah, yeah. uh i'm gonna go sit on the tractor for a few hours docs <laughs> docs mark and i may be runners and running store owners but i think that's where our our our, our common ground ends right there because <laughs> I, I don't know if i've ever been on a tractor but that is that's well pretty awesome. hey, i i gotta say i got a lot here comes a tractor my son's going now i got a, a lot of extra speed work in in high school chasing cows around the farm <laughs> That's cool. when they got out i'm not i'm serious i'd come over track practice another cow would get out like oh great here comes a tractor that's, that's sorry good. <laughs> all right well mark uh thank you so much uh really appreciate you joining us uh great job with the race uh i really appreciate you joining us and let's uh let's see what you can do this fall okay thanks chris i appreciate I, I really it appreciate uh, look forward to it yeah. okay yeah. thank you thanks there's mark stickley he joined right. us on pace the nation we're we'll going to take a quick break and be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks again to Mark Stickley for joining us on Pace the Nation. He's of Runner's Retreat and put on the Loudoun Street Mile 193 finishers on July 25th. One of the first races that I've seen happen in person. And, um, you know, Docs, I was um, I was glad to see the race happen in person. I just want to, you know, be clear. This is a tough one for us. This is a really tough one um, because, you know, I think um, we – here at Pacers, we put on races and we want to see races happen. We want to see kids get out and run. We want to see adults get out and run. Um, you know, we really want to put safety first as the number one priority. Uh, and that's first and foremost in our mind. And, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And I, I mean, I think Mark did, um, but it's just a tough time, tough situation. Yeah. It, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's really difficult to, to host an event right now. Um, because all it takes is, is one person, you know, with, with the virus to show up and, and, uh, they can cause a lot of problems when, mm -hmm. when you get that many people together. Uh, and so, yeah, you have to, I mean, there's so much, so much thought and planning and, and, and everything else that goes into it. And, you know, I think you can have mitigated risk, but, but, you know, still, still risky. 
Yeah. I, I would I would not be able to sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 Would you would you run a road race right now? No. No. Yeah. No, I would not. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to. Yeah. I, I'd like to, but I, I just feel like like I said, I mean, if if it's just one person that shows up and then, you know, people, you know, somehow contract it and, and I I don't wanna be I, honestly, I'm not so much worried about getting COVID myself, and I know there's a risk even if I get it, but I, I would feel horrible if if I somehow contracted it and then passed it on to other people. Right. Yep. That That's what would really bother me. Yep. Well, um, I think at one point on this podcast, we said we weren't going to talk about coronavirus. <laughs> uh, it's impossible to get away from, but... Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, thanks. I, I I blame you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true, <laughs> and I don't want anybody to fact check. All right, well, I want to thank Mark Stickley again for joining us on Pace Nation. Uh, transitioning uh, to another topic here that was really in the news, Docs, uh, recently. Uh, Garmin Connect, which is a way that people share their running data with social media was a victim of cyber attack on, uh, I believe, somewhere around middle or, or towards the end of July. So yeah. um, runners who uh, logged on to try to share their activities that they just did on their Garmin watches, uh, their mileage and their pace and the route that they did, uh, were not able to upload their runs and their data was was compromised and people flipped out <laughs> i know they did <laughs> i mean this was Dude, huge let, news. let me ask you this like we are transitioning from from one hot topic covid <laughs> to another hot button topic <laughs> right yeah this, we are navigating our way through a minefield are. today no wonder julie's sitting at home <laughs> She's not sitting. She's definitely helping moving. She's unpacking boxes, and yeah, I just want to be clear as she, as she, as she, if she does listen. Don't worry, she doesn't to listen to the show. Uh, so, so someone with the uh, uh, someone who's familiar with the investigations believes that uh, Garmin was hit by a ransomware attack, where the attacker was demanding a ten million dollar ransom. According to the Information Security and Technology website, ten million dollars. Ten million dollars for people to share their data. Dude, I bet you the running community could have started a GoFundMe uh, and raised that ten million dollars in about thirty seconds to be able to post their data again. <laughs> I know because I think that the the data was lost. I think it was lost. It wasn't like you were able to like upload it later or it was logged somewhere. If you didn't upload it to a place like Strava um, or another like, uh, you, know, you know, another uh, fitness sharing app, uh, you'd, you'd lost it. It was gone. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was probably $10 million worthy. I don't think they ended up paying the ransom. But uh, I, I'm not actually familiar with with the with with exactly what happened. Then I, my understanding was that that uh, you know people would do a run, and so so I used to do this. I, I used to have Garmin Connect on my old phone, mm -hmm. and uh, when I would get in, I would open the app. It would it would sync over Bluetooth with my watch, and I would get all of that data. And then there was an automatic sync to Strava. So it would upload my my runs to Strava right. and uh, share it with the world. So um, and that and a lot of people are using this 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 as their training log mm -hmm. without any sort of backup for their training log to find out, you know what what they had been doing, um, and. I thought that it was just that connection that didn't work. So you're saying stuff that was already on your no no no, no. Your, it was you know, for the, during that, history. No, during that time period, there was no connection to Garmin yeah. Connect, or you weren't able to upload your activities to Strava or anything like that. I'm saying though, if you had if you started you know using your phone to record your activity or something like that, 
on a Strava app or something. That was the only way way around it. And in that data, uh, that that data that if you ran on July fifteenth or July sixteenth, that data was not. It wasn't once it was fixed. My understanding was you weren't able to um, weren't able to access that data again. Um, you could not access it, but it's still on your watch. Yes, if it was on your watch, you could upload it at that point. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't del- it doesn't delete the data. So, like for me, you know, I could I could upload like three months worth of data on my. Well, on my watch. I know some people uh, who had old Garmin watches who had a limited storage space. Who the yeah. data went away. Now you've got the nice new fancy one, but yeah, if yeah. you had the old one, uh, yeah. You, and also, you were in I don't run that much. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 So your three months of data was fine. My my data files are much smaller than than maybe a Mike Wardian. Right, so uh, it was big news, and um, that's just I I don't know how you feel about that. I know you said you had a number of well, questions about it, but that's where we no, are I, as I a, a society. A that people need to upload their data, and this was a huge deal. So, I think I've told this story before, um, but uh, like some runners are OCD, right? You know, absolutely, and. We there we had a teammate in college and she made the statement once that if if she didn't time her run and this is you know, this is back when you had like the, the Timex the Timex watches, watches or, yeah. you know? No she was Garmin, like if I no don't GPS, yeah, just a regular yeah. watch. She's she said if I don't time my run it doesn't count. <laughs> and I, to, at the time I was like, That is you're a crazy person, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And now I will sit out on my front lawn for 30 minutes waiting for my stupid Garmin to, <laughs> to, to, to connect to the satellite before I go is. run. Yeah, it's because true. I because I need I need that data on my watch so that I can get it on my computer later, uh, and I won't start my run without it. Whereas Correct. in college, if I if I didn't bring a watch to 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 uh, you know to my run, I just would go run seven miles. It didn't matter if I timed it. <laughs> Yep, that's you know? where we are in and life. So, yep. Yeah, that's where we are. And so I understand. I understand that need to have that data there. Uh, and I understand the logic that um, your your fitness is not aware of uh, of this this techno- technology, no. right? I mean, you go out and you put that effort in without the watch. And I, I even remember doing, you know, when I was training seriously, where they would say, Take your watches off. Put your t- put your watches here. We're going to do this run on. You're going to listen to your body, and it's going to be effort. I don't want you looking at your watches. You know, you'd either be on the track or you go do a tempo without, like, you know, with the coach saying, okay, you know, telling you when to run hard and, and whatever. So uh, your body doesn't know about that technology, but I, I understand the OCD need to have that recorded. So yeah, you're giving me anxiety I, I can, talking about not want running with a watch and not getting credit for those. I'm sweating. Yeah, so I'm part of What you say this. is credit, yeah. I, yeah. I need the credit. I, I'm, so I'm part of this uh, crazy percentage, OCD percentage that needs it. Um, yeah, so well, I, I think I think the technology has made us worse about it. You know? I agree. Like you, you, especially like connecting it, and you have to you have to upload it and all that kind of stuff. It also it also like ups the accountability too. Yep. Well, it's been fixed, and so all of us can rest easy now. Um, for at least that reason, we're not resting easy for a lot of reasons, but for that reason, we can rest easy. What do you think? Who whoever hacked into it? Like you said that they didn't get the money. No. Uh, what do you think their motivation was? Like it probably wasn't cash. money. They didn't think that they were going to get the money. I think it was cash. Well, you know what? Yeah, it was probably for attention. People love attention. Uh, d- disruption, attention. I don't know. Yeah, because they knew they weren't getting $10 million. It's ridiculous. It's so absurd. But he, yeah, d- $10 million. Come on, you're asking for too much. Um <laughs> <laughs> right. Next time, next time, confer with me, and I'll help you with your right. ransom pricing. Right. Uh, I, I just think, like, if if I could just throw this out there to the the uh, all of the the malware developers that are listening to our show right now, <laughs> yes. there, there's so much bad in this world. Can you please target them? Right. You know, stop yes. stop picking on runners. Yeah, like we're we're out there. This is this is our only mental health break that we get all day during these these terrible times. Don't pick on us. Come on, yes, do us a solid. I agree. 
it's not only not I should teach a, a class on this because not only am I going to help you with your 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 ransom, I'm also going to help you pick targets. <laughs> That's a good PSA. Well done. How, how 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 long after the show is posted on Monday do I get a visit from the FBI? <laughs> All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with six area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Stores are open. Uh, we are following all the protocols. Uh, you can still visit us, runpacers.com, shop online, set up an appointment, set up a virtual appointment. We've got a lot of options for you, runpacers.com. Also sponsored by Random Row Brewing. Uh, they are, of course, on Preston Avenue in Charlottesville, the premier brewing company in Charlottesville, Random Row Brewery. Uh, they, of course, sponsor our hotline, which Mark Stickley joined us on today. Uh, so, Docs, uh, kind of sad news. Well, you know, sad but but uplifting on some levels too. Uh, ultra runner, uh, he go by he goes by Tommy Rives, uh, has been uh, sick with cancer for about a month now. Um, he was on a run. He lives in Flagstaff on a run. Um, just not feeling right. Felt like maybe he had coronavirus, uh, but you know doesn't really get checked out. Uh, ends up going to the hospital finally or from the urging of his, his wife. Uh, just a super fit, you know, elite marathoner, ultra marathoner, you know, been in the Olympic trials for the marathon. Um, so he goes to, uh, finally goes to the hospital, finds out that he's got an aggressive form of cancer known as NKT cell lymphoma. Um, so he has been hospitalized in, Fair, uh, in Flagstaff uh, for, I'd say, the, the better part of, of July and into August. Um, so, but he is, you know, he, he is committed to pulling through this thing. And uh, the uh, outpouring of support from the running community has just been, been awesome. There's a GoFundMe uh, fundraiser page. Uh, that's raised hundreds of thousands of dollars now. Uh, I think close to four hundred thousand uh, dollars. We can uh, tweet out the link uh, for for that. Just a really good guy. Um, family, three girls, young young girls. I think he's thirty five years old. He's kind of in the fight for his life, um, and um, really just a, a positive from everybody I've talked to who's known him or talked to him just been like this guy is the most upbeat positive dude and uh we're, we're really rooting for him yeah and I, i've i've followed this as well and you know he trains in flagstaff arizona and uh w- one of the reasons why he didn't go get tested you know he he was not feeling well and he felt like he might have covid and and he he decided not to get tested because his community uh, and especially uh, the neighboring community, the Navajo Nation, uh, was was impacted really strongly with um, uh, COVID, mm-hmm. and 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 that the medical facilities were were overrun in his area, so he didn't go get tested, and he didn't go get treatment for himself uh, to look into this because he was concerned about this overburdened community and and didn't want to uh take away from people who needed the the care yeah which which is really sums up how big a heart this guy has yep totally and 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 he's doing a lot right now too like not only is he fighting for his life uh he 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 does a lot of videos where he's asking people you know for a culture of compassion and and demanding care for members of the navajo nation uh, and you know, so he's, he's, he's even in this fight for himself and he's, and he's, and he's looking out for everybody else. So Very he, cool. he's an awesome guy. Yep. This could not have happened to, to a, a better guy. It sucks. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hashtag run with ribs, um, from August 1st to August 9th, which at this point will have just probably passed. Uh, the, uh, th- there was this hashtag where it encouraged participants to, choose a challenge like biking, running, walking, uh, to raise money in his honor. Uh, so we will, uh, tweet out that GoFundMe campaign, uh, with the hashtag run with ribs. All right. Great show docs. 
Thanks again to Mark Stickley for joining us. He put on the Loudon Street Mile July 25th successfully. Great stuff there. Uh, hopefully Julie will be back with us next week. She can give us an update on um, how the move has gone since we did move. <laughs> and she's been the one who's actually doing everything. Let me ask a question. Where, yeah. where is she putting the couch that you're going to be sleeping on? <laughs> All right, that's William E. Docks. And for Julie Kelly, who will be back next week, I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week. Well, this this might be a good life hack uh, for everybody. This is a perfect time to ask to borrow money from me since I'm so distracted. Yes, good call. So tweet him at William E. Docs and uh, ask him for some cash. Um, just send him your mm-hmm. Venmo. Just send him your Venmo. Um, yeah, unfortunately for you, by the time this, this show posts, we'll have already talked about it and I'll be back to normal. <laughs> That's very true. Um, so this is difficult for people to take advantage of, but just a little life hack. That's, that's very true.